Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Churros e Tacticas podcast. Coming at you on a Monday for the freebies. It is Monday, January 23rd. I'm your host, Keon Sabani. Diego and I had a little bit of a back and forth before we started the podcast. We were kind of giving each other the option of doing the intro. We both won. Diego and I came to the conclusion that Real Madrid's win over Athletic was bigger. I just got an alarm on my phone. It said, send Zoom link to Diego. We're recording early. Um, And Diego just turned on his lights. Good to go. All systems go. Yeah, we came to the conclusion that Real Madrid's win over Athletic was bigger than Barcelona's 1-0 win over Catafe, where it didn't seem like Barcelona played very good. I don't know if Johan Cruyff would have been very happy with that win because results no. do not well, matter. Did you guys at least have yeah. 70% possession? I didn't look at the stats. Well, it was, you know, a game that was far from being something to be proud of. And uh, Xavi said himself after the, the match itself, right? This was uh, an ugly win and it's a step back from where we are coming from. We spoke about it on the pod very frankly as well. We talked about the reason, one of the reasons why these finals against Real Madrid in the Super Cup are so, you know, widely celebrated i was going to use the word maybe excessively or overly celebrated and the reason is because you want to see that sort of become the norm and that consistency uh come into play from game to game whether it's a final against your biggest rival in in the club's history or if it is you know match day 18 at home playing the spotify come now against the getafe that's uh you know are they are where they are in, in in sort of the bottom tier? Obviously, fighting for relegation pretty much this season. Kike Sanchez Flores, Flores, excuse me, has got a, a, a tough task ahead with this Getafe, and um, these defensive setups are always they don't bring out the best of Barca. Put it that way. So ugly win, but a win, and that was important to at least for. A little short time in space, 
be six points adrift from the, the second in the league standings, and that's Hail Maji, who we were hoping, of course, would stumble upon uh, the uh, game that they had against Atletic Club. Uh, it wasn't meant to be. I think that in and of itself was a more interesting match as well. But yeah, no, not something to be proud of, Kian, to directly answer your question. Well, there's a couple of things because I actually chose to watch Arsenal versus Manchester United over Barcelona Getafe, which is quite uh, you know? quite quite a thing to state uh, on a Spanish football podcast. But <laughs> I did go over it and I saw, I think at, at some point you tweeted that something something about Pedri and Gavi and all these guys, the, the future looks good or something. And without watching yeah. the game or knowing the Barca score, when I saw your tweet, I just assumed, well, oh, it's like probably 8-0, 8-0 and Gavi has a hat-trick and Pedri has a hat-trick. And then I saw the score by the end of it and I saw, I don't know who it was on my timeline, I apologize, someone I follow said that it was... Actually, no, you know what? I think it was... Uh, I was watching the highlights on ESPN, that's what it was, and Dan Thomas said that it was a terrible game. And I was like, oh, that, that seems uh, different than what I, what I had thought. Van well, well, listen. If you, if if you're if you're ESPN, not necessarily known for uh, the, the, the station that most promotes or let's say sings the praises of Barca um, recently, I don't, but in this case, they were 100 percent spot on, right? Well, the no the reason the reason I put out that tweet is very simple, Ken. It's because in moments like that, you're still trying to find, you know, sacar. Conclusiones positivas, uh, suck, out, uh, suck out, suck out the poison. You're trying to, uh, you know, como se dice sacar, like uh, draw positive conclusions, right? Sure. And sure, what of those are, were the, the players that were performing well, that did have a good game for Barca, for me, that were three, Pedri, Gavi, and Marc-André Ter Stegen. Um, Mark Andre Ter Stegen, man of the match. If it wasn't for him, Getafe could have easily, easily gotten a draw out of this one. If we did not, we, we, if we wouldn't be speaking right now of top performing Mark Andre Ter Stegen, we would be right now talking about, you know, Getafe walked away with a draw or potentially even a, a win from the come. No, mm-hmm. um, that's not to say that Barca didn't have their chances. Even though there were not that many, uh, it was not a game for Ansu. He was not in form. I thought Rafinha actually had a good game. Um, and I'm saying actually had a good game doesn't mean that I find him garbage or anything in other games. It's just that this particular one in a game where it was difficult to create chances, he was uh, feeding, feeding them to, into the box. He was, of course, providing, he also provided the assist for Pedri. Um, I thought Gabi had a very, very positive match. Mm, I know that there's controversy going around regarding some of his um, overzealous style of tackle, tackling, uh, that he picks up yellow cards or that maybe he should be on a rewarding end of, of more yellow cards. Uh, you know, that uh, we can get it. That, that is a big debate that we could it, it, my point is i don't want to at this point in time start finger pointing and say well you know over on your side we have these examples and on our side we have these examples but i know that that argument is there um i thought he had a very good game uh, i really do he's a hard worker he works his socks off 
whether it's a, a good game where the team is performing well as a, as a whole or not, uh, you can expect 100% attitude uh, out of this kid, and, and I commend him for it. And then Pedri, of course, Pedri had an excellent game, uh, even though, I mean, an excellent game. You know, he has set the bar so high right now that even though he is already in the top 10 best football players in the world, you're still talking about a very young player that can also make errors. I mean, he, he passed the ball back. I think it was to, um, well, I don't, I don't know who, who if it was, uh, you know, the, the, his backline or directly to Marco Andrade Stegen. And the point is was, he passed it, it to nobody. Basically in Mayoral, right? And it just went to the feet of Borja once again. Uh, Bor- I mean, the, the amount of chances that Borja Mayoral had yesterday, I don't think he has those in most matches. Uh, if it wasn't for no, Marco Andrade... Not Andre, in this Borja Borja team, no chance, no. They, they no. don't do anything yet. <laughs> so, there you go. Well, okay. I my brain I just kind of my brain melted because you called Pedri a top ten player in the world, and I never I I have to really really think about what you just said. I can't even register. I can't even really? I don't know if I can speak anything in the podcast anymore. I'm oh. now I'm just constantly thinking about that. I'd have good. To yeah, I don't I don't even is know. That, my, I've is never that, heard is that blasphemous? That. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I I just have to think about it because off the top of my head, there's. There's at least like six or seven that are like locked. So I, I, I don't, my brain is melting. I'm, I'm going to just disagree without even thinking about it. But anyways, um, but he's a great player. I'm assuming your tweet coincided with the goal, right? Because the goal was great. It was a beautiful goal. Um, I don't think it did coincide with it. No. Okay. I mean, they, they scored a what, like, I think it was the 35, 37 minutes? No. Yeah, something like it? that. 20, 30, I don't know. Chavi said after the game that he felt like this, his team didn't create enough chances. And I was actually kind of shocked to see after the game how little it actually was. It was 0.7 on the XG chart, which I'm doing this manually. I think it's the lowest of the season. I think it's it, it might be a case to have be your lowest offensive output of the season. Um, I will say this, though. Speaking of brain melting, I'm just going to say this. I don't know if you know this, but statistically speaking, this is the best defensive Barcelona side of all time. Did you know that? Of all time? I did not know that. No. The amount of chances they've conceded at this stage of the season is the lowest in the history of Barcelona at this stage of the season. Six goals conceded. Six um, goals conceded after three after of them. The first 17 games is the worst in, uh, is the best in its history. Three of them in the, in the Clásico. Yeah. And three, where else? I think there was three. Uh, I don't know when the others came anyway. But, but um, Rayo, the first game of the season, there's one. The thing is that it comes with an asterisk, and it should say in the domestic league because I don't know if those numbers account for European competitions or, no, of course, not. You know, the super, the super I mean, against Bayern, Copa you, Rey, you, you know, and enter, you conceded six in like 10 minutes. 
against Intercity. We conceded three. Uh, that doesn't um, count. But so, well, well the, it was, uh, you, uh, in 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 the Supercopa against Betis, we conceded two. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that was your toughest game of the Supercopa. Was was that not the final? Um, I, yeah, the asterisk, I guess, is in big games that number is widely different. So you can use that uh, as something to be critical of Barca or 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 cynical. I don't know. To me, I think it's fair criticism. But in every every other game, it's not even just that this is the best Bar- uh, defensive performance in Barcelona history up until this point, but it's actually the best in Europe right now too, like in all the top five leagues. So Mm-mm-mm-mm. the defense is impressive. And it's it's also impressive because of the way Barcelona are playing. They're leaving so much space in behind. And I think it is something really impressive about the fact that, you know, Pep did this too. He defended high up the pitch, but even his side cons- weren't able to defend as successfully high up the pitch the way Chavi's side has done until now. Obviously, once we stretch out the sample size and put it the whole year, we'll see what happens. But you can't argue with what's happening right now from a defensive standpoint. But the thing is, like, you look at our defense as well, and, and yes, it's it's received its fair share of criticism, but for a long part and, and stretch of the season, key players like Araujo, uh, Kunde have been injured, Andreas yeah. Christensen has been injured, uh, Bellerin is injured. I'm not, people are going to laugh about Bellerin, but it's, it's just another example of how the back line has been suffering setbacks. Yeah. Um, not to say, you know, uh, Balde, Jordi Alba, it's, it's uh, Marcos Alonso. Uh, Eddie Garcia, uh, Gerard Piquet. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, there's been some, you know, f- formation switches and twitches uh, that have been done or tweaks. I wanted to say certain, you know, Chavis had to tweak the backline. But I think what I'm really happy to see, Kian, is that Kristensen um, is actually proving his worth, if you want to put it that way. Or, you know, I think he's quickly convincing a lot of Kules. I think his performances are increasingly more positive. Um, we see that Xavi is giving him continuity as well. He plays well with Araujo in, uh, as a center back or Kunde. So to have that solidity in, in those three and to then be able to switch as well with Jordi Alba and Balde on the left... Um, of course, Marcos Alonso as well. It's 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 a solid defense. If you look at it, the, all these players that I just named, the you know Christensen. Look at his track record. Um, or and and I would say that one of of Marcos Alonso as well. I mean, the players that achieved everything with with Chelsea. Um, yeah, you have to. Uh, you have to commend that. You have to. I mean, you you have to also trust these players and their ability to uh, to defend. On top of that, also having a Mark Andre Ter Stegen, that's a stellar goalkeeper, that again, you know, leaves another game without having conceded any goals. And the truth is, is that is Borja Mayoral had. Um, it felt like a handful of chances. I'm probably grossly exaggerating that, but I felt like he had a definite, good, clear two, three key blocks on Borja on the on the night and um good those are good defensive numbers we we need to do it as you say though as you rightly say put up these numbers in 
finals and in big games, if you want to put it that way. You know, I, I, I feel like that is kind of being uh, skewed and, and manipulated as well. Like Barca don't perform in big games. And then, well, what's your criteria for big games? Anyway, to avoid having that conversation and to simplify it and dumbify it down in big games uh, and, or in knockout tournaments, you know, this Barca need to also be able to be at this defensively uh, uh, solid. And we will see now against Manchester United just two weeks away before the European competition uh, restarts. Uh, the big test will be against uh, Real Sociedad as well, Wednesday in the Copa. Um, yeah, crunch time starts now. This is the fun part of the season. I'm very, very much looking forward to... Um the Manchester United Barcelona game as just as, as I'm not even as uh, anything, just as a neutral observer. I mean, obviously there's, I'm a Real Madrid fan, so it's not quite neutral, but I'm, I certainly like, just, I think it's two teams that we did a podcast uh, uh, last week and that, you know, if we were doing like statistical breakdown of Real Madrid season and all that. And one thing we just kind of mentioned in passing that there's three teams in the Europa league that are, Good uh, that are Champions League teams right now, like Manchester United, Barcelona, and Arsenal. Arsenal are playing out yeah. of their minds Fuck. right now, and that's another team. Yeah. Like these, these three teams next season are going to be. Uh, I think. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily will say contenders, but maybe. But but at, at the very very least, teams that will go far in the Champions League, I assume. So the Europa League is kind of fun this year. Um, I'm just gonna. I, I I going back to what you said about yeah. um, Pedri. I'm just gonna disagree. I, that's that's all good. I I barely thought about it or researched it, but it's still it's hurting my head. I, I'm just gonna say no. It's not top ten. But but you said it with such conviction that I thought you know it's a classic case. You know if you say anything with with confidence, people just believe it. You must have thought about this Listen, when you, before you, you mentioned you, that. You, Either that or this you... is coming from somebody. This is coming from somebody that goes so hard and out of his way to dislike a player like Gavi that will not admit that he's worth, you know, the accolades and the praise that he is. I think Gavi's so a good player. How am I, I gonna? How that. am I gonna expect that? How can, how can I expect somebody that like that to to be open to the idea that Pedri, for me, is in the in the conversation of being a top ten player, well, first of all, you are speaking to someone who defends Barcelona's players more than Barcelona's fans do, and I think Gabi's a really really good player. Is that so? Yeah. I, who sticks up for Ansu Fati? What other crazy deranged person uh, went to went to bat for for Ricky Pooch? It was me. I'm the only one who believed in that guy. <laughs> Listen, one of the reasons I love doing this pod so much is your love and admiration. And it's like secret. That's why I call you a closet coolé when we're joking around. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this pod if it weren't the case. So I will give you that. Yes. You've always given respect where it is due. But sometimes you stick to your, you know, um, pre-misconceptions and sort of your... Well, yeah, this you know, like this thought that, that, that like we, we all live in our own echo chambers, I suppose, and we all 
Well, I, I just make our I, own. I I like to conclusions know. Conclusions of what we I'd like to know see. a bit of an explanation at least, because because I, I, when you said it, you I'm sure you've thought about it before but, you said it. So do you have a list? No, I, or... I, I I didn't. I didn't. This was something that I just you know kind of just flew out. You know, we we don't, we're not scripted here, Kian. If I wish I had more time to prepare the show, I I don't have time to prepare the show. We're rifting here, my friend. Can I can but I give you if I if I if you want to press me, I, I will I will make a case. I have no problem making a case for somebody that already has become a leader of a very difficult club and dressing room that has taken over uh, a completely new generation. Um, I mean, he is he is leading this entire new generation. If you have to put pinpoint and say who's the leader of this team. I would say Marco Ter Stegen, and I would say Pedri. Um, you might argue, well, what about Busquets? Obviously, he's the captain. You still have players like Jordi Alba. You've, you have our, our other powerful figures like uh, Ronald Araujo that could perfectly wear the captain's armband. And I'm, and I'm not saying that he shouldn't or he couldn't. But for somebody that is so young to already play the way that he is, that are, to already compete, as well, and, and you can say, well, you lost against Bayern, you lost against your Inters. Uh, for me, Pedri, you know, in those games, showed his very mature vision of the game and his ability to, uh, to test his skills against the best and come out a winner. I mean, you, we talk about moral victories very often. I thought that the game in Munich for Barca against Bayern was very positive, despite the fact that we obviously didn't walk away with the three points. Um, you know, for me in those games, we sh- showed a superior style of play to our opponent. Uh, and, and then they were lucky to walk away with the three points. What do you want me to do? You can call me disillusional and, and, and everything. But for, for uh, these types of games where I see Pedri, you know, take such a leadership role uh, in, a, in a difficult squad that is coming off of the back of winning you know, playing the most successful football of its golden age with Messi, the greatest player in the history of the club. Uh, and now the game from coming off, you know, taking over midfielders, the likes of uh, Xavi Hernandez and Andres Iniesta, the back, the, the best, you know, midfield duo in the history of the game. Plus, um, obviously, uh, Sergio Busquets as well to then fulfill those boots and, and walk those shadows alongside another youngster like Gavi that ha- never backs down from his opponents, is never scared to look them in the eye and goes toe-to-toe with anybody out there. Uh, and again, does so very positively. Um, and this is just where at the beginning, they're just at the cusp of their professional career being launched and started in the first team. Uh, for me, man, like... Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about generational football players. I, I, I genuinely believe that. I think that in 10 years time or in 20 years time, 15 years time, we'll look back and we'll look at players like Pedri and Gavi and say, wow, like what, what, what a transition, what a luxury going from Andres Iniesta and Xavi Hernandez to another midfield duo like, uh, Gavi and, and Pedri who have, I have no doubt, that they have, uh, that they will write amazing history in this club at Barca for many years. Uh, th- that's just my conviction. And I believe in, 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 and I think it's important as well to have, um, you know, to back these players like this. I mean, uh, the reason why I try to stay positive in, in, in 
I was going to say defeat. I mean, this is not even defeat. It, it, there's a mood as if this game in, against Getafe was a loss or, or something we need to be embarrassed about. It's, it's un aviso. It's a warning. It's, uh, hey, you remember what happened last year when after the Clásico 4-0 in the Bernabeu, great football and uh, a moral victory in the Spanish Super Cup and other good victories, big important victories in Napoli. But there was this, you know, a very, sharp decline after that and that's where that was worrying at the time and that'll be worrying if we see this now so um anyway to go back pedri top 10 footballer for me yes lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hear, I hear what you're saying. And it's fine to have that reasoning. And the part about that these guys writing history, only time will tell. I mean, we've made plenty of predictions in the past about promising young players that have amounted to nothing. I'm not saying they won't will or they won't, but let's just see. But I guess when when you say you're you're ready to make a case, I want to hear the list is what I'm saying. I want to know who's being excluded because the amount of great players in world football right now are incredible. And I, I just I guess I just want to hear like who it is in the top ten and who's being excluded. I'm assuming that part you haven't really thought ahead yet. Because what you're I obviously did not think this out. Yeah, we well, are we what, are shooting the shit, as they say in France. Well, what yeah. you're describing right now is a great player. What I'm, that's not in disagreement with what I'm saying. Is I I, I want to see the list because when we say top ten, that means you're in the top ten best players in the world. Which he's not even the best player I, on your team, and I don't know if you have two top ten players in the world. He's not the best player on our team. Well, because of Lewandowski, I imagine. Yeah, Lewandowski. Where where do you put him though? Who? As second. Probably second or second. Yeah, second. What about on the Spanish national side? Yeah. I think that's fair. I hear what you're saying. Um, and if you want to press me on it, you know, I would on the spot. Uh, it's, it'll get sloppy. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not, I'm sorry. Well, sorry no, to disappoint. You, don't, don't, you, don't can, uh, spot, you can but, tune in. For next you podcast, can tune into a, a, a Churros Patreon edition. If one of our patrons is interested in me backing this argument and then me making a serious case out of it, I'll be, I'll be happy to do so. Uh, you know, 
I guess I'm just curious to see if you'll actually change your mind when you make the list. So once you realize, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I know they're fantastic football players. For me, um, and I, I I have also no problem in admitting and saying that. Obviously, my reference point here and and my sample size, the player that I see at least twice a week and every day uh, practice, et cetera, et cetera, is Pedri. Um, whereas the other nine greatest players in the top 10 list, uh, I don't see on such a regular basis or for full games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that, that's an important thing to mention, you know? Yeah. Uh, there's also a distinguishing but, but thing for me, Diego, sorry, is mm-hmm. that, uh, do you look at current form or, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. just how good they are? Because to me, those are two different things, right? There are a lot of players who are out of form this season who we know are great based on the past 24 months of the calendar, right? Um, but they'll probably come back and rebound and, and be great again because, as they say, the cliche the, of form is temporary, class is permanent. On that note, there are players who are playing out of their minds right now. We don't know if that's sustainable and if they're actually in the top 10 greatest players. So I, I guess I'm just curious to see. If you go through the list... To see what you come up with is is I'm I'm curious. So that that can be for a future podcast anyway. I would like to, I would like to do that. All right, done, great. I'll do one too. Although with me, I don't know if I have a definitive top ten. I have it's like I have seven locks, I think, and maybe 16 Go. to 20 you, you players wanna... who have the argument to be in the top 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it, it might come down to subjectivity after that. So, yeah. You want to uh, shoot them off now or you want to save it for the pod? I'll give you my locks. Uh, and I won't give you my 16, 17 players who have a case because I might miss some. You know, I can save that part, but... My locks are Holland, Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, Benzema, De Bruyne, Neymar, and Lewandowski. Yeah, definitely. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised you're putting Neymar in that list. He's unstoppable. Sure, he's inconsistent or he has injury problems, but that I'm not. I have zero interest in playing against that dude. Anytime Real just play against PSG, I'm so terrified of that guy. He goes, he's an unbelievable player. Man, this we just watched the World Cup. He was unbelievable. So, and that's why I think there's like these discussions of there's the form discussion. And then there's like, how good are they actually right now? You know, if they're on their day, uh, I want no part of playing Neymar in a big game. No part. Got to cold blooded. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, these are, these are just, uh, once we get into like actually discussion on this, you know, the, there's a lot to unpack and a lot of really great players playing really great football right now. But uh, the bottom line is, look, Pedri is great. Um, but the top 10 is just a big claim for me. That's all. It's a big claim. You, you didn't say Messi. I did. You did? Okay. Yep. I did. Um, okay. I also think you pretty much have to include Vinicius in there, even though he's out of form. That guy who's a top five player last year and 
uh, a rough patch doesn't do enough for me. That again, this gets into the form discussion. Best winger in Europe last season, and and I, I think you kind of have to include him. So we can unpack it later, though. If you guys want, I feel like we're spoiling it. If you want access to this one, Patreon.com/slash Churros y Tacticas. That's where you get access to. It. We'll do it later this week. Although we have a lot to talk about in that episode too, because we got some big games midweek. Uh, okay, what do you want to talk about, man? I got some things, but you got. Do you have anything you want to? That's more on topic or more relevant. <laughs> I just thought of something, but that's definitely not for today. No, if it, no, if, no, if, no, if, no, If it's controversial, do it now. Do it now. Don't don't say no, it. no, 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 no. Okay, it's uh. No, no. I mean, um, uh, more on topic. I mean, more on topic of Planet Barca. I don't know if you want to dissect the game more. Just leave it at that. You mentioned, you know, the defensive statistics. I think that's a a, a positive takeaway. And, um, you know, now it's the cup. Are you guys interested in the cup? Which cup? Who Who did you... Oh, Copa del Rey. Who, who are you playing against? Yes. Uh, the tournament will inevitably lose. Uh, yeah, we play yeah. up against Atletico on Thursday, dude. It's a massive game. Coño, es un derby. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's that's something that you guys are uh, obviously taking serious. You don't want to lose against the neighbors. Do you know how, but, the only um, way we will win Copa del Rey, in my opinion, is if we play what? against Barca in the final. That's the only way we'll take it at least semi-seriously. And not not just collapse. Right. And I think actually, funny enough, we, the bigger the opponent is, the more the better chance we have. Like Villarreal, that second half comeback was was great. Atletico will obviously take seriously because they're also in great form. They're playing really good right now, so I think that's another talking point we'll eventually get to. They they look great on the weekend against Valladolid. Curious to see how Memphis fits in off the bench. Uh. So I think we'll take it seriously. And you guys have a big game, big game too, right? You guys play against uh, La Real? Real Sociedad, yeah. It's, uh, of course, it's big. I mean, they're they're third now, right? In, um, I think just three points behind they're, you. And they're on and, fire. And they're on fire. And um, it's going to be big. It's gonna, The good thing is, is that the four times prior we've met... Real Sociedad in the cup, we've always managed to beat them. Not that, you know, past occurrences dictate what can happen in the present, uh, especially not with, as you mentioned, Real Sociedad being so hotly informed right now. <sighs> you know, I, I would, I, I don't, I'm holding myself back because I was about to say something that could land me in a lot of trouble, but, um, <laughs> what? I'm, you can't, you, you spill all these little things out and then you just don't tell us what it is. It, it's, it's, I I can't I can't I can't really I yeah well that, that's what Fridays are for we shouldn't have skipped the uh, Friday by the way we owe our patrons uh, yeah we do a Friday uh, edition yeah. we know we know um but I, yeah I, I think it'll be a it's a very big game it's a very big game but I think you know the the, the priorities no I, I shouldn't have said forget it you go over to you. <laughs> I think the uh, league has to be the priority, you know. I, I do agree with that. When when you hear the president say it, when you hear Chavi talk about the league being priority, um, I think these matches are, you know, progressing in these kind of matches, and it's good. Having said that, it's 
it's it's very good um experience for the young players as well forget everything i said uh it's too late i think you said it it's on record the head tomorrow's want, headline is you want, Diego Lorin hates copa del rey said it's that's done it's done it's done no <clears throat> this I, is actually by the it's way good. it's I'm in agreement with you Good experience. in a general sense. Mm. I would rather just lose playing a bunch of young kids in Copa del Rey. Uh, yeah. Generally speaking. I really do. Yeah. That's my personal feeling. And some people will disagree with that. That's fine. Uh, I, I, I would even go as far as to say, even if it's a massive game like Barcelona, I would love to just play a bunch of kids and either get either lose there's like no risk in that scenario because if you lose, well, it's like, oh, you lost against Barcelona's A team. If you win, it's bragging rights for the next hundred years, you know? So, but yeah, but it's, but obviously we know why that can't happen. You know, the club has to take these games seriously and, and try to win it. Uh, the optics of, yeah. of, of doing so uh, are important. Real Sociedad, just to give some perspective. The last time they lost the game was November 3rd. It was against Manchester United in the Europa League. Mm, They have mm -hmm. won every single game since the World Cup. They're just in great form. Now, this is where it gets interesting for them. And I just hope to God that it doesn't all come crumbling down all of a sudden. Because they do have some depth concerns. And the thing with Real Sociedad every year is that it's always a question of can they sustain good form. Their next two games, do you know what they are? Obviously, you know one of them. Uh, they they play Madrid and Real Valladolid. Well, they play Madrid after Barca. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. That those are the the two next games are Barcelona and Real Madrid. They have to play both of those teams. Yeah, and yeah. and you always worry about teams like that. How do they juggle the rotations in those two games, and whether it will just kill them to play the same their best eleven in both games? And that's that's going to be. I'm sorry, I ruined that setup for you. You set yeah. that up like me okay. going, no, who do they play? And you would have gone Barça and Madrid, and I would have gone, whoa, that's big. I just pulled it up. I have it in front of my face. Just killing my momentum, man. Just killing, killing it. <laughs> ay ay ay. So you're hoping for a Barça loss. All right, fine. I wouldn't Am mind. I, I don't know. Am out I out of this competition? I'm actually not. I, I guess not. No, yeah, yeah. I want you guys to you, be distracted. You want our from players to get tired out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this, Sid, Sid, my uh, one of my podcast hosts on Managing Madrid, brought up a good point that, like, because I, I mentioned that, you know, Barca can focus on the league, they're not in Champions League, and, and he brought it to my attention that, no, they're going to try to win Europa League. They have to play against Manchester United. So... And after that, the teams are still going to be good if they progress against. Uh, I was like, oh, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. You're you're going to play your best eleven against Manchester, I assume, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, there will, we will be. We will be. I have no doubt about it. I mean, I, I I have my feelings about that game or that competition as a whole. Uh, I feel like it's the kind of competition where. You're damned if you do or damned if you don't and damned if you don't, meaning if we end up winning this competition, we'll be trolled because everybody will say, look at these losers celebrating the Europa League. And we're like, yeah, but if we get knocked out, then 
will get trolled for being knocked out of the Europa League as well. So it's, you know, yeah, and you also, can't let's be Europa honest. League, I mean, no. the, the, the Barca fans, it's, it's not necessarily a trophy. I think that would be, uh, you know, toured around the city necessarily neither. So it's, it's, it, what do you do with this in this situation? It's a big game against the, uh, very informed Manchester United. Uh, they're coming in hot as well. I mean, similar to, uh, Real Sociedad on a massive streak. Did they win over the weekend? Actually, I think they didn't win, right? Wait, who? Manchester United. No, they lost against Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. An incredible Arsenal, so, by the way. Just incredible. But an incredible Arsenal. Very, 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 very impressive. But, um, so yeah, be that as it may, it's a big game. A lot of history between these two sides, obviously, uh, on the European stage and in Champions League finals. That's, that's the last time when we faced them. Our record against United is very, very good. Um, and like I said, it's experience, obviously, for the younger players in these kind of situations moving forward for uh, preparation for Champions League knockout phase in the future. So, and similar with the Cup. I, I, I am hugely impressed now with, uh, not now, as in now, but I'm, I'm looking at some of the numbers from Real Sociedad as well. Sorry to go back. No. But... Uh, no, it, it's impressive. What do you know about uh, Surlot? Surlot. He was the guy, obviously, who um, was expected to to replace Isaac's output, right? I mean, he came Isaac. He came in, in to replace Isaac. Isaac was having a very bad time. Poor guy. These players that leave La Liga to go to places like this, so man, don't chase the money. The happiness is here well, in Spain. He was, he was doing poorly even after, before he left, though. Uh, he was he was in a really poor run of form. So uh, Sure, but, you know, he he showed glimpse of what he was capable or what he is capable of. And I'm... I'm, I'm look, I don't know much about Newcastle. Uh, again, I don't see the Premier League very much. Excuse, I should say the Super League very much but um a team like real sociedad was positive for isaac and he, you know he would have enjoyed football more here again this is you can call that a crazy statement it's similar to you know to the maybe calling pedri a top 10 football player current uh, for me that's that's uh, how how do i back this claim i i don't it's just an i it's it's a feeling it's a gut feeling it's it's an eye test it's based the conclusions that i draw based on what i know and what i've seen judy was boring hello then judy discovered jumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I think the shocking thing about the Isaac thing was that it wasn't it like a really low... Like, how much did it get sold for? Let me check. Because I remember at the time thinking... That seemed like a a bad sale for Real Sociedad. I don't know if I'm misremembering. It was, they had to million, do it, though. It? No, it was more. Oh, sorry. No, oh, no, no. Op, complete opposite. My bad. It was the complete opposite. It was a shock. 75, no? Yeah. Okay. So, Nana, what am I saying? Right. 
what what I do remember saying at that time was 70 million was an insane amount for him and Real Sociedad absolutely have to do that because yeah he is not worth that much in any world no chance and and so that mm-hmm. was actually a great piece of business I don't know why I completely missed I got that wrong but yeah mm-hmm. well this uh, fine uh, Sorlot or Surlot uh, the, the Norwegian player is flown under my radar um but see that he's hit the ground running man like i i, I uh it'll be one to take into uh, account for sure well he's um i don't even think he is like the long term solution for them i i think they can do even better i mean well, he's he's banging the goals in for them since uh, arriving he's doing well i mean he's in a really great run of form i guess i just i i, I don't I think that Real also said I can even get someone better at that position is what I'm saying. But oh, for sure, for he's sure, he's been good in the last. And look, Imanol Guacil is a, is an OG man. I mean, you know, Love Guacil guy. knows what he's doing. Yeah. Love that guy. I mean, how can you not? He, he's 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 an OG. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> whenever I say his name, I'm reminded of that press conference um, after winning the the what was the Super Cup. When he starts like singing the the Spanish Super Cup, he starts singing the anthem of Real Sociedad. Do you not see that? I don't remember in the, in the press conference. Reason. Yeah, but uh, in like a press conference, he's like, <laughs> he goes like full Braveheart mode. <laughs> so I, 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 the funny thing about that is that I'm sure that was such an inaccurate representation of what he actually did. <laughs> No, no, he did pretty much did that. Look, sorry, I don't speak uh, Basque, you know. Mm. Euskadi is not one of the languages I uh, possess. Then don't I... have the ability to speak. I would like to, man. Nothing but respect. One of the seven languages in the world, I believe it is, without any roots to any other languages. So, mm. Great trivia that's right a, there. That's, ex- that's what it sounds like to me. Can yeah. you indulge me on some other stuff that's not necessarily La Liga related? Not La Liga related. Not really, no. Uh, more Dutch related. Uh, like Dutch football? Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, Vechorst. Let me just ask you the question, okay? Yes. Let, me, let me just ask you the question. All right, fine. With Koeman coming back to the to, oh. as the national team manager, there was a report, I think today, this morning, if I'm not mistaken, that... Um, he wants to go back to four three three and 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 yeah, deviate that's what he from said. Van Hall's. Uh, for, what were your thoughts on that? Were you excited? Did that, yeah, did that excite I'm, you? <laughs> of course, it excited me. It just made me laugh that you know that Kuman uh, says that. Like I'm, uh, I don't know where I'm. I'm torn right now. I know that he. I see what he did and what he could, what he can do with both the Dutch national side and with um, Barca. Now he came and took over in a very difficult time as well. Uh, and, you know, you have to say, you know, gave way to these youngsters that I mentioned pre- previously to make their debuts for the first team. Uh, he was in a position where he could and had to, you know, do, make the choice to do so. For Holland, he was positive in that he qualified the team for 
um, you know, the, 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 the big tournaments, the international tournaments. He got to the final four of the uh, UEFA Nations League. Um, he had good performances in Holland, Germany. Very good game that was, the one I'm thinking of, which was football total. It was an inspired day for Holland in a recent friendly against Germany. Or or was it a friendly or was it UEFA Nations? Um, it might have been like semi-official, like a UEFA Nations game. I forget now which one it was. But obviously, I take great joy and pleasure in seeing those kind of moments where my Oranje beat up Deutschland. Uh, and I also know that he's always had a sort of limit to the amount of talent that these countries or clubs normally produce, right? With the Barca side, he had very good individual players. He still had Messi there. He had Griezmann. Uh, he had a young Pedri coming up, etc., etc. But the circumstances, I think, made it impossible or very difficult for him to do a good job. He was left the team at ninth when Xavi took over. I mean, and the football was getting increasingly worse. And with Holland, it was ne it was neither like anything amazing, but again, there I know that we're talent-wise, you know, on the slim side at the moment, we don't have that offensive talented football uh, generation coming out of Oranje at the moment. As I repeatedly say right now, you look at Holland and we're more known for our defensive, you know, our, our defensive players, Virgil van Dijk, um, it, uh, uh, you know, fuck, uh, I'm blanking on the the, 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 the Ako, the Licht, thank you. And um it's I don't know what to expect. I am happy that he says we're going to a four three three. I'm happy that he, he said some of the right things, right? That during the World Cup that he was um uh not you know, he didn't recognize the style of football and, and, and that it's not the way that he wants to play. So that's all good, but uh, we'll see what we get. Look, you know, obviously best of luck to Ono Kuma. Uh, Do you we'll feel see. like he's we'll grown see. a little bit bitter towards Barcelona as time has gone on? Well, yes, it you... definitely seems like that. Definitely seems like that. He, when given a chance, he always has a little bit of a slight dig into Laporta, obviously. Um, we saw as well. Well, not not really. I mean, in the Barca documentary, the uh, New Era documentary, his relationships with both presidents, and not that it looked bad between Laporta, but uh, we—he's uh, never made it a secret that he wasn't happy the way he was let go. Uh, I think he's being a bit salty about it. I don't really buy into all the press that was coming out at the time that. You know, he was being treated uh, unfairly and, and legends shouldn't be treated like that. I mean, if anything, he was being treated very softly by the press. They never had anything. They were not critical of him whatsoever. You know, he never got sort of the backlashes from the press like Luis Enrique got or Luis van Gaal for that matter or... Um, 
you know, I mean, other coaches that, that, that were in his position, uh, the press were very easy with him, you know, uh, and, 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 and my point being is a lot of times when I read comments on things that he says with the way he was treated by the press or, or you know, the way he was treated by President Laporta, it feels a little like, you know, come on, like you walked away with 15 million, you know, reportedly or 12. It's like you got a nice little goodbye package. You know, let's let bygones be bygones. Thank you for your service. You did your best, but we were in the risk of not qualifying for Champions League, man. Like, you know, you, you, we were ninth. We were, what was it, like 18 points adrift from Champions League spots or something that crazy. <coughs> Xavi turned it around and we finished second. That's it, it, It's easily said, but uh, not easily done. Well, so, you know, he should be more supportive, I feel, and, and respectful of, of what Xavi's doing now. <clears throat> The 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 Kuman Laporta thing it's it's happened so many times in football history. New president comes in, coach basically gets cast aside eventually. This is not my guy. This is the previous president's guy, and I, you know, in exactly. this, in, but in That's this case, fair. yeah, it happens a lot. I mean, it's I I only really know it deeply on the realm just side of things, but it's basically happened every time a new president has come in. Um, and I'm not even I don't even think it's a it's the wrong thing necessarily. I mean, in this case, it was the right move to replace Kuman with Xavi. Uh, yeah. It was just, in, I mean, he said today, I don't know if you saw it, but he said that he doesn't watch Barca's games anymore. Like he doesn't watch them. So yeah, he, someone him. asked him about Memphis and I don't believe it. Memphis I don't believe not, it. <laughs> uh, I, I don't either. I, don't I mean, uh, no, there's no way like he's not watching, you know, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't believe it. Either. And it hurts me to see him go out like this. It's like, come on. I mean, we're talking about an idol. I don't want to see him do this. It's kind of like Shakira now with the third song about Piquet. It's like, okay, you did two already. It's enough. I still haven't seen any of these new Shakira things that everyone keeps talking about. But I saw that one thing that people took issue <laughs> with was that he criticized Casio, the watch, or something. Is this true? Have no, you seen this? she's. He didn't criticize. He took that as a marketing opportunity or sponsorship opportunity and made Casio sponsors of his King, Kings League. <laughs> because she said he replaced her in That's a song. Genius, she says, man, I don't like PK, oh, in the, but in, that, that is pretty in smart. The song, <laughs> in the song, she says, you replaced a Rolex with a Casio. And then he came out wearing a Casio and he said, Casios are for life. And they're also now the sponsor of the Kings League. So... That's actually pretty good, man. I gotta give him that one. I hate this whole thing, yeah. and then I don't, I don't like a lot of the stuff he does and says, obviously. But that's actually pretty smart. Um, can I just mention this uh, one thing? And I, I haven't spoken to you about this at all, but I just want to commend Xavi for his apology on um, on on the whole what he said originally about Danny Alves thing. I thought his apology was was great. You know, so many so many times you you see people give this half-assed apology and completely butcher it and make it worse. This was a uh, sincere and well thought out and made it clear what his intentions were and, and what he said and was very sympathetic uh, and spoke about what the victim is must be going through and all, and 
and completely the statement was correct. I I want to I want to commend him for that. I I think he really really got the apology right and and it sounded really sincere to me. So I just wanted to mention that about Xavi. I thought it was important to 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 kind of say. That's all. Um. Yes. So when when I said I don't want to talk, and when you were like, "What else you want? To, any topics you can think about?" When, mm-hmm. when you said that, that was that shot through my head, and I was like, "Let me just go around that and avoid that whole topic." Oh, yeah. Well, I, you, you're, but, you're uh, in some ways not allowed to talk about. Said, what you life. said was, yeah. I, I mean, look. I mean, what is there to talk about? Uh, I think what you said, you said it perfectly, and I think uh, it's up to the, the judicial system now to understand what happened and dictate a sentence. And we should be try as a society to not cast guilt, uh, you know, that quickly, but until, you know, proven guilty, like innocent until proven guilty. And, 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 and that, that's it really. That's, I, I think the that's, evidence that's is important. It's, is insurmountable at this point, it seems. Um, well, I mean, sure, absolutely, and 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 look, I, again, I I don't want to get into this. I really don't want to talk about it. Um, okay. Because I, I think I mean, said, look, said, the I, obvious. It. I think we said what we, what needed to be said. I I, I think like, I think you said it perfectly, yeah. and I just want to be clear, not not to leave any doubt lingering. In case of guilt, yeah. In case anybody is guilty of what is being put in the press. And put in the press, excuse me, of the accusations, Abhorrent the reports that everybody's read, disgusting. and you know, no mercy on the jail sentence, and maybe whatever you know, the judicial system has it as maximum, etc. Um, but a person has to be guilty, so and 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 that is up to the you know the judge now to to decide, and and based on the evidence that only they have, you know, only they have. So, yeah. Um. It's just, yeah, it's it's a the whole thing is um is disgusting if if, if true and and incredibly yeah. uh, incredibly vile. That's it. Um, so yeah. was there anything from the weekend that you wanted to touch on that we didn't? Well, as usual, we didn't. We need to get our Real Madrid headline. Do you want anything there? Um. I guess uh, uh, Viva Camavinga, maybe that will. I hope you're paying attention sure. to what Camavinga's doing in the last couple of games, bro. That is a good talking point, though. The headline will be Camavinga deserved Bala, uh, Golden Boy winner, proven proven the critics wrong. It's been unbelievable. Um, I'm just like I, I'm really happy he's getting the trust and the playing time. Uh, obviously, against. Uh, 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 I don't even. I lost track of how many times it's been, but or, or when it's been at this point. But he's been subbed off early so many times by Ancelotti against Villarreal. He kept him on despite having a yellow card. Trusted him with it after the game. Said that you know he needs to learn how to manage those yellow cards and play with the yellow card. It was great, and both against Villarreal. And uh, Athletic Q is incredible. Look at you. You just can't even stand it. Like, crack a smile or something, Diego. Give me something. 
can't like you can't you can't get mad at me for quote unquote underrating Gavi, but then refuse to even say anything about Kamavinga. Give me something. Give me I, I threw you the topic. I threw you a bone. I, I'm. I I'm know. Glad that, I want to hear it from you. I want to hear. Waiting for you to jump on it and go. Mm, mm, mm. I want to hear your analysis. He's nice. Kamavinga. He's nice. Nice. Just remember Boys. that one. File it away, Diego. Next time, come uh, Gavi or Pedri do something good. I'm. This is. I'm just gonna say he's nice. That's it, and I'm gonna keep sipping my coffee. He's nice. I'm. Uh, he's a cute it, player. You know. No, look. I'll, I'll say this. I'm happy for him that uh, he's getting now some continuity. I would imagine a lot of Madridistas were waiting for this moment as well, where Angelo was going to give him more minutes. How many games he is, has he completed in a season? Like how, how many games has he played like full, the full 90? 90? Right. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't really I don't think know many. for sure. They're not many. I mean, the last two that we did, I don't even know if those were the only two or if there have been more, but if there have been more, they've been... Not many, for sure. Um, it's important for these players to start feeling like you know they are given that responsibility and confidence of of the older players of the team as well. I mean, after we, to the debacle that we saw take place in the Super Cup final, I think the obvious move now is to say to a, a Kroos and a Modric, you know, we're going to start being serious about shifting minutes here um, and y apostar and bet on these players that at the end of the day cost a lot of money, have have massive talent. Um, Camavinga come from uh, Lons, right? Or was it Ren? Rens, Rens. Rens. Um, Ren, I don't already think, there, I, think I mean, is silent. Ren. Well, already there, he was you know, touted and, and, and held as such a top talent wanted by many clubs um, that it's a similar to, for the French national side. You know, you wanted this jump, I think, to, to start also giving more minutes to these young players that are hungry, that are ambitious, that are uh, fun to look at. I think, you know, that not to open a can of worms, but uh, I'm reading a lot of stuff where between the Gabi and, and the Camavinga comparisons where I feel that there are some double standards as well. Um, I think that for as nice as Camavinga is in his understanding of the game, he also lets his, uh, you know, his, como se dice tacones, his uh, cleats felt, no, he, he, you know, he, let, he lets his cleats be felt from time to time and doesn't necessarily get called for by the referee, um, which is, you know, part of what, part of what midfielders, uh, their job as well. I'm not saying that he's a, he's a Casimiro in the making. Um, no, no, he's a nice player. <laughs> well, the thing with the Cas uh, the Camavinga thing is that, the weird thing is that because I and this is maybe where you can criticize me for being the guy who goes based on feeling and 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 bias. I think he has the best tackle in the world. And his ability to walk, win the ball cleanly 
looks so impossible at times because the ball looks so out of reach that the referees don't can't even process what's happening and they just book him because they assume like the last two yellow cards he got were completely clean tackles. He got the ball and it just the ref's like, well, he must have fouled him because that no way anyone can win the ball when the ball is so out of reach. And I, so I think that is kind of a difference too with, with Gavi and Kamavinga. I think mm. with Kamavinga, it's, uh, before maybe he just needs to learn how to avoid those yellows with Gavi. It's just uh, someone will, he's either going to break the player or pop the ball and it's going to just pop. He's just so insane. It's, it's I, I get scared for the people he's challenging. It's not even a knock. I actually, it's not, it's might sound like a criticism, but I, I said this, I think last week on Churros, I think maybe it was after Classico. I, I hate playing against him. But I would like to have him on my team. He doesn't hold back. Yeah. You know? Kind of no, got that pepe. He doesn't hold back. It's, a, it, <laughs> it's something that he talked about or he has talked about with the coaching staff. Um, yeah, he goes, he switches into fifth gear or sixth gear very quickly. And it can be a detriment to the team. Um, but but my, that's... He's the player but with by far the most yellow cards. But that's how they teach. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do. There is no, you should not be going into a tackle 95%. You should be going in 100%. It's actually the best way mm. to avoid injuries too. Because if you're going into a tackle half-assed and scared, then there's the likelihood mm. of getting injured also increases too. So he's actually doing the right thing. Um, but I've just, I'm, I feel like he's going to over under. I don't know if there's a, someone, one of these betting companies should put it out over under on how many careers that Gavi ends by the time he retires. I think it's 20. I think he's going to end 20, like 20 people are just going to walk away from those challenges with ligaments hanging off their bones or however. <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy. He's, he's got those uh, crazy challenges. Um, your camera's flickering in and out. I think your conspiracies, you're, you're just wanting to get some conspiracies out and uh, the Illuminati that, are trying to protect you from from saying something you shouldn't <laughs> say. So, have you have you started watching Super League, The War for no, Football yet? Not yet. I'm sorry, I got to okay. do it. Someone else asked me about it. Have you watched it yet? And I said no, Diego. I promised Diego I would watch it though, and I'm going to. The um, speaking of Super League, Juve getting hit hard with a 15 point sanction and and possibly even more now. Yeah. In this it's new wild. caso plus balias, yeah. Uh, it's kind of looking at the Serie A standings. It's not crazy that they pretty interesting. somehow uh, qualify for the Champions League despite the new deduction. Well, there could be more, like they said. So, but yeah, could be more. Um, they are with the deduction Mourinho's now. crack in Champions League. Actually, they're 14 points back. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Mourinho, what, sorry, what did you say about Mourinho? No, he's cracking the, the Champions League spots now, tied with Inter on 37. Just one point behind Milan. I mean, Napoli is running away Defense with it has been great. by the looks of it. Yeah, Napoli are on fire. 
did they where uh where are they now in European action? They got uh, Champions League, no? Yeah, Frankfurt in the Champions League. I think they can they mm. can get to the quarterfinals. They can definitely definitely beat someone really big. I was looking at this. I know you don't care about this competition anymore because Barca's out, but someone brought this up on the podcast recently. We were talking about Real Madrid's poor form after the Barca game and and how their season will pan out. Someone pointed out the fact that, well, look, PSG are playing Bayern. One of those guys is going to be out. Real Madrid is playing Liverpool. Liverpool's in terrible form. All of a sudden, it could be one of those yeah. years where <laughs> Real Madrid just stumble into this scenario where they they're in the Champions, Champions League quarterfinals or semifinals. I just wanted to just wanted to poke you a little bit as we end the podcast. Just get your get your, get your blood boiling a little bit. Well, it would be a repeat of a movie I've seen far too many times, so uh, it yeah, would be no surprise. Yeah, but at some point, literally. like you, this, the too much is too much. Tell we can't do it. this every year. Someone's no. got to do something else. Someone, someone's got to step up and and win win a Champions League here and there. It's getting ridiculous. Seriously. <clears throat> Um, all right, my friend. I have to run. All right, good chatting, man. It was a it was a fun podcast. Indeed check it was. Patreon.com slash Tacticas at the end of the week for a bonus podcast where Diego is going to bring his top ten list. If you want access to that, plus all the stuff Diego is not allowed to talk about, plus some other stuff that we throw in there that is off the walls, uh, become a patron to get access to that. Thanks, Diego. It was really fun. Good luck against Real. Thanks, buddy. You too. Take care. Peace. Yes, yes. You t- peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.